Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your WWE SmackDown post show for last night's show, December 1st, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue inside my mother's basement. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Saturday afternoons, wherever you may be. I am tired, man. I am, uh, I'm really tired. If you guys saw me literally 30 minutes ago, I was on my couch watching a Rick Hackis Destiny 2 video about the new dungeon, and I passed out. I am exhausted. House of Glory was last night. We had our final show of 2023, the darkest hour. And my God, man. In all the years that I've been with House of Glory, I've never seen what we saw last night in Queens at the NYC Arena. Charles Mason and Carlos Ramirez for the the HOG Crown Jewel Championship. When the match is uploaded, I will let you guys know, man. I can't even describe what had happened last night. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mike Santana and Matt Cardona for the HOG World Championship. We have a new world champion in Mike Santana, formerly of Proud and Powerful with Ortiz. He is now our world champion. He is now back home. Unbelievable show last night. So if you guys were wondering where the SmackDown review was last night, if I'm not live on Friday night, it's either A, I'm sick and I can't do the show, and nine times out of ten, if I am fucking sick, because I've done the show before, sick. I'll be here. But if I'm not on Friday, it's because I'm at House of Glory. Now, Saturdays uh, are usually when we should be doing the shows, but the venue that we operate in has business on Saturday. So January show will be in the venue on a Saturday. So I will let you guys know. It's January 6th. That will be Saturday. I will not be missing that SmackDown Uh, as we are on the road to the Royal Rumble. But if I'm not here Friday, it's because I'm doing my House of Glory duties with the one and only Solo Monster. So uh, that's where we were last night. But I did manage to catch, because we got home late, and the show went almost four hours long last night. By the time I got home, it was 1.30. I did end up watching at least 60% of SmackDown on my couch last night, and then I fell asleep, and then I watched the remaining part of SmackDown that I didn't last night, this morning, while I had breakfast. And I will tell you that SmackDown was not a good show last night. SmackDown was, there was just some vibe, man. You know, the crowd was large. It was in the Barclays Center. It was in Brooklyn. And you would figure that they are here in New York City, 
that they would put on, man, that was a great show last night. The show felt flat. I, I don't know what had happened, but the show felt incredibly flat last night. Really wasn't focused at all. Nothing really particularly big happened outside of Randy Orton signing with SmackDown, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But man, everything from the crowd to the matches to even the commentary, everything just felt incredibly weak and flat. There was literally no excitement at all on the show. And how many people were in the Barclays Center? 14,000? I mean, we had almost 900 people at the NYC Arena for House of Glory show, and we were probably louder and more energetic than 14,000 in the Barclays Center. Now, maybe it was me. Maybe it was late. Maybe I was sleepy-eyed, and I didn't really get the whole gist of SmackDown, but it was quiet. And it was very, very run-of-the-mill, just filler last night on SmackDown. The biggest thing that happened last night is Randy Orton. And I want to spend a good chunk of time talking about Randy Orton here. I think everybody's happy that Randy Orton is back. And he came back after 18 months. He had the back injury. He was in war games. He won war games for Team Cody. They beat Judgment Day. Showed up on Monday Night Raw. Wrestled Dominic Mysterio. He's not even on the brand anymore, so I don't know why he... I guess to continue what had happened coming out of war games, they figured, you know what? Let's throw him into a match with uh, the weakest member of Judgment Day, Dominic Mysterio, and then boom. Get him a nice clean win back after 18 months. No harm, no foul. We then go into Friday, and Randy Orton is a free agent. We figured he would be operating on Monday Night Raw and go and come as he pleases. WWE wanted to nail down a brand for Randy Orton, and that's exactly what had happened last night. The whole story was Randy Orton is here. Nick Aldis and Adam Pearce were arguing about which brand was going to get the services of Randy Orton. And it ended up being that Nick Aldis had the more attractive offer for Randy Orton because Nick Aldis can get him what he so desperately wants, and that is the bloodline, that is Roman Reigns, that is the World Heavyweight Championship. Randy Orton shows SmackDown, he is no longer a free agent, and I'm glad that they actually gave Randy Orton a brand instead of keeping him free agent. I'm actually glad that they moved him off of Monday Night Raw, because CM Punk being back, we don't know which brand he's going to be on as well, Uh, apparently he's a free agent. Also, but I think he's going to be operating on Raw because the rumored match between he and Seth Rollins is obviously a Raw brand, being that Rollins is the Raw champion. So Punk will probably primarily be on Raw. But with Orton moving over to SmackDown, it gives them a little bit more... uh, It gives them a little bit more star power at the top when Roman Reigns wants to sit on the uh, island of relevancy and not come to work. I like this move for a couple of reasons. One, not only does it give SmackDown some much-needed star power at the top, it also continues the storyline that clearly deserves a payoff. I mean, WWE would be foolish to not put Randy Orton in a feud with Roman Reigns 
and not close that chapter, being that the bloodline put him out for 18 months. I mean, that's uh, that, that's a long time to be out. So they wrote him off TV. They're continuing where they left off, and I like it. Now, the thing is, what else is there left to do? Legitimately, what's the story here? What's going to be how we get to Randy Orton and Roman Reigns? We're already on December 2nd. WWE doesn't have their next pay-per-view until the end of January, the last Saturday in January where the Royal Rumble will be taking place in Tampa, Florida. What are they going to do with Randy Orton on SmackDown through all these weeks to build interest in a match with Roman Reigns? Oh, man, Randy Orton versus Solo Sokoa. Oh, Randy Orton versus Jimmy Uso. It's great. Maybe we'll get a tag team match with Randy Orton and L.A. Knight. We saw L.A. Knight come to his aid last night. Randy Orton and L.A. Knight versus Solo and Jimmy. Or Solo and Roman, maybe. I mean, it's just the same old, same old formulaic garbage. So December 2nd, all the way up until the end of January, WWE is going to have a very difficult time keeping this hot. That's what I'm afraid of. And I just said in the open that I would not book this match for the Royal Rumble. And I hope that it doesn't get booked for the Royal Rumble. I hope that WWE keeps in mind that the bloodline also puts someone else out. And that someone else is AJ Styles. That's what I hope that they do. Because WWE, if you add AJ Styles into this, now... You can make this feel a little bit different than what we just saw with L.A. Knight and John Cena. When John Cena came back, his primary focus was the bloodline. John Cena teamed with L.A. Knight at Fastlane. I don't want to have the same type of tag team match, this time only with Randy Orton replacing John Cena. If AJ Styles comes back, That adds a little bit of a different feeling to the overall vibe of what you're trying to tell with this story with Randy Orton and the bloodline. We can get AJ and LA Knight and Randy Orton against Roman, Solo, and Jimmy. We can get a nice combination of matches there, even if you want to include the rest of the OC, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. They'll be back eventually, too, and I'm... Assuming that they're not on TV right now because AJ's not on TV. And I believe Doc Gallows was actually injured, so they all had something going on. Carl Anderson had the birth of a new child with his wife, and Doc Gallows had an injury, and AJ Styles. I don't know if AJ was really hurt, but I'm assuming AJ was just selling the injury because of what the bloodline did to him several weeks ago. So that's one way that they could do it. But then you start talking about, well, who's going to get Roman first? Is it going to be Randy or is it going to be AJ? I question you this. Why would you want to do... Why would you want to do Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble right away? This would be Randy Orton's first singles PLE match by the time January comes in 20 months. There's only one outcome here. Does Randy beat Roman? No. No, Randy doesn't beat Roman. So Randy, more than likely, is going to fall to the bloodline. Is Roman going to win clean? 
Roman never wins clean. There'll probably be some fuckery. Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, for all we know, AJ Styles may fuck things up because he's jealous that Randy Orton is back and he wants at Roman Reigns just as badly as Randy Orton does. I don't know. AJ Styles is a little bit more of a safer option to go into the Royal Rumble one-on-one with Roman Reigns. AJ can take that loss, no harm, no foul there. But then you look at the Elimination Chamber and you look at the large-scale PLE that the Elimination Chamber is turning into. There'll be 60,000 people there. Now, Royal Rumble is obviously a bigger-named PLE, but Royal Rumble is going to be in Tampa at Tropicana Field. You'll probably get 30,000, 35,000 in Tropicana Field, not to take anything away from Randy Orton and Roman Reigns happening at the Royal Rumble. But the reason why we watch the Royal Rumble is because of the Royal Rumble. Who's going to win the Royal Rumble? Men and women's Royal Rumble. Who's going to WrestleMania? That is the big selling point there. The undercard really doesn't mean much of anything. I'm not saying skimp on the undercard. I'm saying let's save those bigger matches for later down the line. I believe Randy Orton and Roman Reigns taking place in Australia at the Elimination Chamber in front of 70,000 fans. I think that warrants that type of match. That is the proper background. That is the proper setting for that type of match. While AJ can get Roman in Tampa. That's just the way that I see. But then you run into the same situation. You run into the same situation. How's Roman going to win these matches? Is he going to beat AJ clean? I'm assuming he can beat AJ clean. He's done it before. Is he going to beat Randy clean? So this is the problem that we're running into with Roman Reigns. All of his matches end up being the same thing. They all end the same way. And fans are starting to get impatient about it. They're starting to get sick and tired of it. Now, WWE could do also, they could do AJ and Randy in a triple threat match with Roman. We could certainly see that happen. That would be an easy way to get Randy into a championship match, get Randy his shot at Roman, but also keep Randy from taking a loss and protect Randy Orton. My bigger question is, what do we do with Randy Orton at WrestleMania? That's my biggest question. Right now, it is very difficult for me, and I've thought about this for several days now because I can't come up with a clear answer, and I want a clear answer before I even discuss what to do with Randy Orton. I put out a WrestleMania mock card not too long ago with what we've seen off television, and I can't find a spot for Randy Orton on WrestleMania that legitimately stands out. I can't. Now, WWE may have planted a seed with him RKOing Nick Aldis. WWE could very well be doing Randy Orton versus Nick Aldis at WrestleMania. Otherwise, why would he have RKO'd Nick Aldis? Is that going to be a new storyline moving forward? Is Nick Aldis now going to take what happened last night and hold it over Randy Orton? Make Randy Orton's life a living hell. We all figured that Nick Aldis was going to be on television as a GM for SmackDown. And then in that role, 
he would be transitioned to an on-air character and play off of somebody that will lead to a match on WWE television. Randy Orton versus Nick Aldis could be a banger. Nick Aldis is an amazing storyteller. And I believe a lot of people feel that WWE is actually wasting the talents of Nick Aldis by keeping him on as an on-air character and not having him wrestle. We can certainly do that. We could do Randy Orton versus AJ. I don't really find much interest in that. We've seen it before, and I'm not really interested in seeing that happen again. One thing that I want to throw out to you guys. One thing I want to throw out to you guys. Is it that far out there? That if Randy Orton and Roman Reigns does happen for the Universal Heavyweight Championship, is it out of the question? Is it not even a possibility that Randy beats Roman Reigns? Because if we do the match at the Royal Rumble and we get this match out of the way, because there there, there will be two months before we get this match. We got to go all through January and all through December. Does Randy beat Roman? When he wrestles Roman. Is that going to be the ultimate payoff? Because at this point. Roman Reigns right now to me. And I'm assuming to a lot of different people. The idea of Roman Reigns is ice cold right now. I think his time away from television. Is actually taking away from the overall epicness. Of a match between him and Cody Rhodes. I don't know. I'm thinking I'd much rather have Randy Orton become the world heavyweight champion and have Randy Orton go into WrestleMania and wrestle Cody Rhodes. That could be. But then again, just like with Randy Orton right now, I'm struggling to find somewhere for Randy Orton on WrestleMania's card. And Roman Reigns, if he's not the world champion, what does he do? Unless WWE actually has Roman versus Rock in the bag. Can you imagine? It's a possibility. It's, it's a possibility. You, you, got, you got to mention it. Randy beats Roman when the match takes place. Randy then defends the title against Cody. And WWE's got Rock in the back pocket to go against Roman. That match never needed the world championship to begin with. Who gives a shit who Roman is in the ring with at WrestleMania, Rock or Cody? I would rather see a non-title match with The Rock, and I would rather Cody just finish his story against someone that he has more of a history with, with Randy Orton. It's a possibility. Imagine WrestleMania. Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. Gunther versus Brock Lesnar. Roman versus Rock. Cody versus Randy. Jay versus Jimmy. Santos versus Rey Mysterio. I mean, holy shit. Again, it's a possibility. But what we got last night is the step, the first step to something. We don't know exactly what it is yet. When it's going to happen, we all know that Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton is happening at some point. Either the Royal Rumble or the Elimination Chamber. I don't know where. 
But Randy Orton's segment last night was top-notch. I loved it. I love seeing Randy back on television. I love the energy that he brings to the show. He came out all happy, and then, like that, he flipped it like a switch. His entire demeanor changed. He's just an unbelievable on-air character. He is, and I'm glad that he's back, and I hope that he can remain healthy for the, for the time that he wants. He says he wants to do this another 10 years. Fine. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code SCRIPT50 to get 50% off. That's code SCRIPT50 at factormeals.com slash SCRIPT50 to get 50% off. I hope so. So those are my thoughts on, on the WrestleMania stuff with Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and how we potentially get there. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see everything play out. But I I was thinking that this morning. Who would you rather see Randy Orton in a match with at WrestleMania? Or Roman Reigns, I should say. Roman Reigns in a match with at WrestleMania. Is it going to be Roman Cody? Or is it going to be Randy and Cody? I would rather see Randy and Cody. It's just me. I don't know. L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight's going to be getting Logan Paul at WrestleMania. That's... I mean, there is no other match for Logan Paul at WrestleMania. No other match. We might as well shift gears to the United States Championship situation. Logan Paul showed up on SmackDown last night, and we are getting a tournament. We are getting a full-fledged eight-man tournament for the United States Championship and the field of eight is already set in stone. We have Austin Theory. We have Grayson Waller. We have Kevin Owens. We have Karrion Cross. We have several top names. Santos Escobar is in there. Dragon Lee is in there. An unnamed NXT superstar will be a part of that group as well. We have some decent names in this tournament. 
Logan Paul, WWE needs to do something with Logan Paul. He needs to be on TV a little bit more than, you know, what we see of Roman Reigns because we can't have two primary champions on Friday night being part-time champions. It's not a good look. There's nothing for that roster to fight for, which in turn makes the shows boring. Roman's not there. The shows are boring. Then you're going to have Logan Paul, who's holding the second biggest title on the brand, not there. It makes the show even that much more unimportant. He needs to be there. The tournament is a great idea. I don't know why we need another tournament, but the tournament, it's a great idea. I'm not going to really complain about it. I don't know who the NXT star is going to be. I could make a logical guess. I don't know who it could be. It could be anybody from Carmelo Hayes to Braun Breaker. This would be a fantastic opportunity to start getting the ball rolling on Carmelo Hayes getting up to the main roster and getting him integrated into the show within the new year and potentially featuring him alongside Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. So that's my number one right there. And honestly, with the set of talent that's in this tournament, Carmelo Hayes and his wrestling style probably fits best in the entire tournament. Could be Braun Breaker. He also fits very well in that tournament. And I think he's ready for a main roster call-up right now anyway. I don't know what we're waiting for. I don't know who else could be in that tournament. It could be anyone from Frazier. It could be Axiom. Axiom had a great showcase against Dragon Lee. Maybe they awarded him an opportunity at the United States Championship for having a great debut match on SmackDown. I don't know. I don't know. Could be Trick Williams. I have no idea. But I'm going with Carmelo Hayes because he makes the most sense. And right now, he's not a part of the field of competitors for the deadline main event, the Iron Survivor Challenge. I don't even think he's in the match yet. So I think Carmelo Hayes probably fits best in that tournament. So we'll see. Tyler Bate. Someone said Tyler Bate in the chat. Tyler Bate's also ready for a main roster call-up. But Tyler Bate, you know, the way I see him fitting in is he has the opportunity to really fit in on the main roster because what they're doing with Pete Dunne, he has no friends anymore. So Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, they have quite the history from NXT UK. Triple H may want to play off that. Tyler Bate gets called up to the main roster and he befriends Pete Dunne where Pete Dunne has no friends. I could absolutely see that happen. It could be Von Wagner. Von Wagner was drafted as a free agent. He's got one of those stipulations where he could go from brand to brand. He can float anywhere he wants. Maybe they use him in this role. Maybe we see Odyssey Jones. Odyssey Jones got called up to the main roster. He hasn't been seen since the WWE draft. I don't know. But I could see Carmelo Hayes fitting in perfectly with the styles in that tournament. Who's going to win the tournament? I think Kevin Owens is going to win the tournament. Kevin Owens should win the tournament. Kevin Owens had a long, drawn-out promo last night with Logan Paul. And that is a very safe match for Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble. Kevin Owens is not winning the Royal Rumble Kevin Owens is on SmackDown. He's got nothing else to do and nobody of interest to feud with. The best thing to do right now, 
because he's the second biggest baby face on the brand behind LA Knight, is put him in a match against Logan Paul. It's safe enough to where it's not going to do Kevin Owens any harm. And it could be an absolute sleeper banger match at the Royal Rumble. And it could serve as a great undercard on the Royal Rumble where we don't need to give away these mega matches on that show when we have the Royal Rumble, two of them, to look forward to. Yes, I know Santos is a very attractive option. Yes, I know Dragon Lee is a very attractive option. And you can go Dragon Lee and play up the fact that, you know, Logan Paul beat the greatest luchador of all time and Rey Mysterio. How about he beats the next big thing as far as Lucha Libre and WWE Dragon Lee? They could certainly do that story if they wanted to. Santos Escobar doesn't really make any sense. I don't see him winning the tournament. I see Rey Mysterio coming back and really fucking his chances up. Honestly. Or I could see Dragon Lee fucking his chances up. Or Carlito fucking his chances up. I don't see Santos Escobar winning this tournament. Santos Escobar is not winning this tournament. He's going to get his when the time is right. And right now, it's not about Santos. It's about Santos building his heel up against Ray's babyface and getting that match done at WrestleMania. Then we get Santos moved up to the next level. Then we start talking about championships. He needs to finish his own story. Santos' story is building and redoing the Lucha Libre image to how he sees it. Can't do that without beating Rey Mysterio. Worry about that first, and then we start talking about championships because at that point, he'll be an even bigger heel. And maybe we get Dragon Lee when he's built up because he's got the rocket strapped to him. Maybe we get Dragon Lee and Santos at some point next year for the United States Championship when both guys have been sustained as top of their brand. Santos doesn't make any sense. Bobby Lashley doesn't make any sense. We've seen that, done that, been there, done that. We don't want to see it again. Bobby Lashley's wrestling carrying cross next week. Carrying cross deserves an opportunity. This is the first time we're seeing him in months. Don't really understand why they can't find something for this guy to do. He's got the look, he's got the promo. Now he's in a tournament, and it's looking like he's going to be puppy chow for Bobby Lashley. Kevin Owens is the only choice here that makes sense. The only choice that makes sense. So I'm looking for KO to win that tournament. Grayson Waller's not ready. Austin Theory's not ready. I don't know where Cameron Grimes is. Cameron Grimes should absolutely be in the tournament. And you got to also think about, well, who's going to make a good match for Logan Paul? Who's going to make a good opponent, a good dance partner for Logan Paul? Bobby Lashley? No. Karrion Cross, No. Grayson Waller's a heel. You're not going to do that match. Austin Theory, you're not going to do that match. Again, been there, done that. Kevin Owens is the only guy. Dragon Lee and Kevin Owens are the two top guys to possibly win this tournament. Dragon Lee, really, really, really low on the odds. Kevin Owens is up there as the odds-off favorite. It's the only thing that makes sense. The only thing that makes sense. And we're also going to talk about this Pete Dunne story. Pete Dunne right now, the story regarding Pete Dunne is that Rich Holland left him. Sheamus hasn't answered his call. The Brawling Brutes are all but finished. He's the only one carrying on the Brawling Brutes name. 
What are we doing with Pete Dunne or Butch? Maybe this is a way where we get Butch to get rid of that stupid name. And maybe this is a way to transition him to Pete Dunne. Maybe Butch is a nickname that he adopted from Seamus. I'm not Butch anymore. I'm Pete Dunne. This may be Triple H's way of finally, after all these months of fans waiting, the name is ridiculous. Pete Dunne's not going to be at the top of the fucking marquee with the name Butch. Maybe this is a way for Triple H to finally integrate Pete Dunne to the main roster. Everybody knows who he is. Putting him alongside Sheamus worked. Everybody knows who he is now. He's a staple on the show. Let's get that name changed back to Pete Dunne. Maybe we're in the midst of doing that now. I can only hope. Anyway, guys, we're going to go over all this and whatever else happened on SmackDown right here on OTS. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys for the unbelievable support, man. We are 300 subscribers away right now from 152,000 subscribers. 151, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. 151,000 subscribers. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Continue to support. Let's try for 1,000 likes on today's OTS right here for the SmackDown post on this Saturday afternoon. Make sure you guys follow me on X, at JD from NY206. Also on Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other content on the channel. There is plenty of it. Get those super chats in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. We'll have last call here for this happy hour Saturday. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at the Ridge. Ridge.com slash scripts. You guys are going to go to the Ridge this holiday season. And your gift-giving ideas, man, they're going to end right there. If you can't find anything on the Ridge's website, I don't know what to tell you. They got everything for that man in your life, man. Wallets, knives, pens, bundles, you name it. Make sure you guys go check them out. Link is in the description down below. Use that code SCRIPTS and get yourself up to 30 percent off unbelievable let's get into the Smackdown post guys Smackdown started off with the ladies it's another story happening on Smackdown that I'm not really all that interested in I'm actually kind of waiting for it to be over Where is it going to go? Like, we all know what's going to happen next. We don't know when and how, but we know that Bailey is finished in damage control. She's done. Bianca Belair. She's out there. She starts the show. Pretty paint-by-numbers stuff here. Not all that exciting. We got a video package of Survivor Series and the Women's War Games match, which I did say was the better of the two men's and women's War Games matches. The women's... War Games match was the better of the two, for sure. Belair was in the middle of the ring. She said it was good to be in Brooklyn. 
She said her team won at Survivor Series, and she gave a shout-out to Shotzi, Becky, and Charlotte Flair. But she said the war with damage control is not over yet. I wish it was. She said she's coming for EO Sky, and she wants her women's championship back. So EO's music plays. Damage control comes out. Bailey is not there with damage control. Dakota Kai, who is now the de facto leader of damage control, said it was nice that Belair could get this crowd to cheer for her. Kai told them to shut up the Brooklyn crowd. Kai said that EO said it smelled in Brooklyn. Damage control entered the ring and Dakota said that EO said Belair is in over her head. Kai said if that Belair wants another title shot, she'll have to go through all of damage control. Kind of boring and kind of lame. Why do I have to see all these ladies lose to see Bianca get a championship match against EO? Such shit writing. It's so stupid. Like, where is the division? In the back of my mind, I'm watching this and I'm listening to this. I'm like, why do we have to see all these ladies lose to Bianca Belair? Doesn't that diminish damage control? Now, if Belair was wrestling other women in the fucking division and getting wins, then maybe it would warrant her getting a championship match against EO. Both parties should look good. Belair shouldn't have to beat all of damage control. It's ridiculous. Charlotte and Shotzi came out. Charlotte said that Belair isn't the only one coming for EO. Great. Great. The Android wants a new firmware update. Awesome. Charlotte said she would love to go through damage control. Shotzi said there's enough damage control to go around. We don't care about Shotzi. Shotzi's not going to be involved here long term. Shotzi and Charlotte then hit the ring and attacked damage control. All these women brawled in the ring. Sky was left in the ring with Belair, Charlotte, and Shotzi. Belair gave Sky a spine buster, and EO retreated to ringside with the rest of damage control. I am so ready to move on to something else. I am so ready for all of this to be over. And I know you guys feel the same way. War games should have ended this. It should have ended this. I don't care about Bianca versus damage control. I don't care about Charlotte versus damage control. I don't care about Shotzi, period. And Becky's on Raw. It's time to move on. The story is damage control and them not wanting to be with Bayley anymore. What Bianca and Charlotte need to do is stay away and find another way to get what they want. That doesn't mean beating damage control again. That's not meaning let's team Bianca and Charlotte up again. No. I'm sorry. This has been going on for way too long now. And there's no advancement in the story, period. There's none. No advancement. The thing here is Bailey. Bailey was not filled in on damage control going out in the opening segment. That was revealed later in the show. Where was she? You didn't tell me to go out there. You didn't tell me you were going out there. Bailey 
legitimately in the next segment, she asked, well, you guys didn't tell me that you were going out there. I need to know the plan. They don't want anything to do with Bailey. They don't need her leadership anymore. They don't want her friendship anymore. They want to take what she's created in damage control and basically make a new damage control. Who's Bailey going to get to back her? I don't know. Does she join B- Does she join Bianca, Charlotte, Shotzi? Could be. Would be kind of odd. Been battling this woman all year only for her to join your team. Or does Bailey have something else up her sleeve? Does she have money in the banks? I don't know. Mercedes is teasing something on social media. I have no idea what they're doing. Mercedes could very well be back in WWE. Sasha Banks could be back on our televisions in 2024. I would not be shocked if she's a surprise in the Royal Rumble. I would not. That's up to Sasha Banks. That's up to whatever that that woman wants to do. I know a heavy rumor was that she signed with AEW and they're just waiting for her to get cleared from injury, but clearly she's, she's out there. She's training. She's working towards a comeback. She's mobile. She posted a video on social media. She is in the ring training for her comeback, her return. But where and with who is she going to return to, return with? We don't know. It could be AEW. It could very well be AEW. Or it could be, or it could be WWE. Seriously. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm interested more in Bailey getting out of damage control because I do think a babyface turn for Bailey could actually work wonders for her. And what you guys saw at War Games, Bailey legitimately did everything to try and win that match to a point where she threw herself into the line of fire, breaking up pins, taking a spear. She tried to win that match the best she could. And they're building the sympathy card for Bailey as we are closer to her removal from damage control. When it does happen, fans are going to side with Bailey, and Bailey's going to be a babyface once again. Is she going to be hugging everybody, Bailey buddies? No. no we're, we're, we are well beyond that. But I think it's going to work out pretty well for her, and it may actually inject some life into the Bailey character. Because I don't think she's been treated fairly at all. She's been treated like a punching bag. Butch. He made his entrance. And he's the last remaining member of the Brawling Brutes, says the commentary team. He was going one-on-one with Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley made his entrance with the Street Profits. They were very much baby faces in Brooklyn. I don't know what WWE is doing with this new group. A, it doesn't have a name. B, they've portrayed the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley as a heel faction. I think last night's reaction to Bobby Lashley, if you guys watched the show, is one of a babyface reaction. The fans don't want to boo these three men. They don't. They're cool. Fans have asked for something along the lines of a new Hurt Business. And WWE has given us a new Hurt Business. Why would they want to boo Bobby Lashley? 
I think WWE should just play into the fact that Bobby Lashley's a babyface. Seriously. He went one-on-one with Butch. This wasn't a bad match. This wasn't a bad match. Lashley, before the match, said Butch shouldn't deal with him. He said he will break Butch into pieces. Lashley asked Butch if he was ready for that, and Butch slapped the shit out of him. So Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford were on the outside with Bobby Lashley. Butch was all alone, which is the story here. But Lashley, after a commercial break, he uh, Butch landed a moonsault from the second rope. We go into commercial break. After the commercial break, Lashley had control inside the ring over Butch. He held Butch in a vertical suplex. Butch fought out of it. Lashley met Butch with a big slam down to the mat. Lashley then threw Butch to the outside of the ring. He ran Butch into the ring post like he usually does. Back in the ring, Lashley went for a spear, but Butch moved, and Lashley himself ran into the ring post. Butch fired up, hit a double stomp onto Lashley's arm, landed a blockbuster. Lashley stopped Butch's momentum, got in a power slam, goes for a cover, only gets a two count. Lashley yelled at Butch to stay down. After Butch again slapped Lashley, Lashley eventually hit what I thought was a great-looking spear. One, two, three. He gets the win over Butch. Butch continues his losing ways because he does not have his boys. The brawling brutes are no more. Now, I don't know if we ever got a reason for why Rich Holland walked out. I think we were to make... An assumption on our own about Rich Holland walking out. Sheamus has been on the shelf with an injury, and he's due to come back any week now. So maybe we'll get some resolution there. But Butch is all by himself. And I'm wondering if this is Triple H's way of getting Butch his own storyline, moving him away from the Brawling Brutes, and then changing his name because Butch was an adopted name from Sheamus to include him into the Brawling Brutes. That's what I hope it is. And I, I truly believe Butch needs a name change, to be quite honest. He's not going to, he's not going to ascend the ranks as Butch. Butch challenging for the United States champion. No, it's, it's stupid and it's lame. It sounds so cheesy. It doesn't sound legit at all. Pete Dunne, the bruiser weight, sounds a little bit more legit. Pete Dunne is a great pro wrestler. I think a name change is coming, and I hope that's the storyline that we're leading to for this to happen, honestly. So we'll see what happens. Nick Aldis. He was shown in his office. Paul Heyman walked in and asked Aldis if he invited. And before I get to Paul Heyman, before I get to Paul Heyman... Zumba Cliff with a $100 super chat. Yo, JD, it's been a minute, bro. I'm in the car. Can you do the Hobbit and the Android voice? Keep it up. The OTS faction is killing it. Enjoy your holidays. Zumba Cliff. My precious. 
And you want an Android voice? My name is Charlotte Flair, and I am terribly boring on Friday nights. I want to become a 77-time women's world champion. Thank you, Zumba Cliff, for the $100 super chat. Really appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much, and happy holidays to you as well, my friend. They will be here before you know it. This guy's in the fucking car listening to the show, man. Shout out to him. Nick Aldis, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman walked in and asked Aldis if he invited Randy Orton to SmackDown. Aldis says he did because he wants Randy Orton to sign a contract to SmackDown tonight. Heyman asked if Roman Reigns knew about this. Everything's got to go through the tribal chief. Aldis says they get countless memos that say all communications to Reigns have to go through Heyman. Aldis says that he's going to sign Orton and he'll offer up the entire bloodline if he has to. Aldis turned to Heyman and asked him what he's going to do about it. Heyman smirked in that little prickish smile of his. He says he would do whatever it takes. Heyman tapped his phone and walked off. Heyman is not happy and he's not pleased that Randy Orton could potentially end up on Friday night SmackDown. Good stuff, which set the tone for the main event segment later in the show. Butch was in the back after he lost to Bobby Lashley. Kayla Braxton approached Butch. She asked why Holland walked out on him last week. Butch says he doesn't know and he doesn't care because he now needs to focus on himself. Pretty dead. Lee. Yes, I know. Pretty, 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 pretty deadly. Not pretty dead. No, pretty, pretty deadly. Okay, sorry. Pretty deadly uh, walked in and they appeared and they were cracking some jokes on Butch. Let me at him! Let me at him, Scoob! It's exactly what he was. That's exactly what Vince McMahon portrayed him as, man. Scooby-Doo or Scrappy-Doo. Braggy. Butch attacked them. He wasn't really fond of the jokes. Pretty deadly recovered. They beat the shit out of Butch. They tossed him into some backstage production crates. And then they left Butch Lane. Poor Butch, man. He's got no friends. It's a great way to introduce Tyler Bate to the main roster. Where is Tyler Bate? What is he doing on NXT? Is he doing anything of note? Anything of importance? No? Man is due for a main roster call-up. Santos Escobar. We got a video package airing on Santos Escobar documenting his heel turn on the LWO. Escobar was with somebody in the back. I think he was with Kathy Kelly. Escobar says he's trying to finish what he started. He said Rey Mysterio turned his back on Escobar when he sided with Carlito. He said Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro are blinded by their admiration for Mysterio and Mysterio is going to turn on them as well. Escobar said, if Wilde can't see it for himself, I'm going to put him on the shelf as well. Santos is great. Santos is going to be a top-tier player in 2024. 2024 is the year of Santos Escobar. Mark my words. Mark my words. 
He went one-on-one with Joaquin Wilde. This went about four minutes. Wasn't really there for anything but Santos getting a squash match, squash victory over Joaquin Wilde before he goes on to this United States Championship tournament. And the match started pretty quickly. Wilde came out of the gate as soon as the bell rang with a flying dropkick. He followed that up with an elbow and Escobar quickly rolled to the outside. This is where Wilde landed a springboard splash. So Wilde, even though this was a longer-than-normal squash match, got some offense in on Santos Escobar. So Wilde throws Escobar back into the ring. Escobar rolled out of the ring again. Wilde landed another big splash on Escobar. Escobar cuts Wilde off and draped Wilde over the top turnbuckle. Escobar then hit a running dropkick and started just going, going off on, uh, on Wilde with some strikes, and then he ripped off Wilde's LWO t-shirt. So he started working on walking Wilde's arm, and Wilde broke free, got in some punches, drop-kicked Escobar's knee. Wilde followed with a big running knee strike to the head on Escobar. Wilde then landed a pretty-looking rolling DDT for a two-count. Wilde then ran at Escobar, but Escobar countered with a super-kick, and then he hit the Phantom Driver for the one, two, three. So most of this match, I would say about 60 to 65, 70% of the offense came from Joaquin Wilde. And Santos Escobar got a clean victory by not really doing much of anything in four minutes. So Santos got the win. Phantom Driver for the one, two, three. Escobar ground and pound on Wilde until Dragon Lee's music hit. He ran down to the ring to run Escobar off. So Escobar left. It looked like he left. And then he came back again and attacked Lee from behind until Lee fought Escobar off with some kicks. He had a big running drop kick. And that's the way the segment came to a close with Santos retreating. So clearly they're still building up Dragon Lee and Santos Escobar. What we saw at the Survivor Series was only one piece of the pizza pie. There's still so much left to tell there. They're going to be, it's going to basically be a fight forever type of deal with Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee. They are going to be rivals from the word go here. Again, like I said, I don't think Santos Escobar is going to win this United States Championship Tournament. I think that he's going to get fucked over by Carlito or a mixture of guys that's he doesn't really like right now that are still affiliated with the LWO because right now Santos is all by himself. Rey Mysterio is on the shelf, but Joaquin Wilde, Cruz del Toro, Dragon Lee, and Carlito are all looming and they're all wanting a piece of Santos Escobar. Well, Santos has no backup. Now, the rumored backup for Santos Escobar could come in the way of Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo, and Electra Lopez. So they may find a way to integrate Electra Lopez, who was a part of the old legato, into this new legato with Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. So we don't really know what is going to happen here, but Santos, he is off and running. I love what we're seeing from him. And that match with Rey Mysterio is going to be fucking great at WrestleMania. Can't wait to see it. Nick Aldis. He was shown backstage in his office. This time, Adam Pierce walked in. Adam Pierce called Orton a Monday Night Raw legend 
And Aldis is trying to sign Orton under his nose. Pierce says he's going to join Aldis in the ring tonight. And with him, he has a Monday Night Raw contract in hand to sign Randy Orton to Raw. Great. Clearly, that did not happen. Logan Paul. He's out there. He makes his entrance. We're finally going to get something with the United States Championship. Logan Paul's in the ring. He's got a microphone in his hand. He said that every friend that stabbed him in the back, every hater that planned his downfall, where are you now? Love it. All these haters, man, they can go to hell. You know how many times I've I've been on the receiving end of trying to be canceled? Well, we got to cancel J.D. Huh? He talks pro wrestling, man. We don't agree with him, so we have to cancel him. All these haters don't say much of anything now because you can't. You can't. And somehow the channel and the podcast just continues to grow year over year over year in such incredible ways. I ain't going anywhere. So I agree with Logan Paul. Where are you now? Logan Paul said he's more or he he's doubted. The more that he's been doubted, he works harder and the more he wins. Logan Paul said that all the superstars in the back are jealous because he's the fastest rising star in the history of WWE. Paul said if he wants to put the championship on the line, he would if they want a title match. Fine. You can have it. You can have a title match, but just know that this title's been on my junk, he says. Like everyone has been since he's been there. Logan Paul said a champion is only as good as his challengers. He says he spoke with Nick Aldis, and they are putting together a tournament that starts next week on SmackDown. Logan Paul listed the competitors in the tournament and said the winner will have a nightmare trying to take the title away from him. So we have Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, Grayson Waller, Bobby Lashley, Dragon Lee, Santos Escobar, and Kevin Owens, I believe. Did I mention Kevin Owens? Who else am I missing? Kevin Owens, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, Bobby Carrion Cross. Carrion Cross is another one. So we got seven and then eight with Kevin Owens, and that's the field of eight for this tournament. So Kevin Owens makes his way out to the ring. Owens stood opposite Logan Paul. And this is something that was highly intriguing coming on in because I think a lot of us has kind of predicted Kevin Owens and Logan Paul at the Royal Rumble. Owens said Logan Paul being in the ring is a nightmare in itself. Owens said the first time he saw Logan Paul was 10 years ago on Vine. Now, I don't remember Vine and the NXT star as well. I'm sorry, the, the NXT star as well. Carrying across Bobby Lashley. Santos Escobar, Dragon Lee, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, Kevin Owens, and the NXT star. Yes. Thank you for the clarification. So I, I, got, I forgot about the uh, NXT guy. We don't know who that's going to be yet. Vine. How many people remember Vine? I don't think I was ever on Vine. He said it only took him six seconds to figure out that Logan Paul is an unbearable jackass. Owens said Paul's drink is junk. Not a fan. 
Owen says he's in the tournament, so the nightmare is about to end because Paul's days as U.S. champion are numbered. Logan Paul said that Owens calls himself a prize fighter. Paul said that six seconds is five more than he needs to KO Owens. Owens then said Paul is from a different world and the WWE ring is his world. To a nice little tease back and forth here between Logan Paul and Kevin Owens, which I'm assuming will get a little better as time progresses if he does win the tournament and we get that match at the Royal Rumble. Grayson Waller made his entrance with Austin Theory. Waller said Paul is better than that, and he doesn't need to engage with KO. Waller called Owens a troll looking for attention. He then said he, Theory, and Paul are forward thinkers. Waller and Theory entered the ring. Theory said that Owens' days of punching people in the face will be over when Logan Paul knocks him out. Owens punched Theory in the face. He rolled to the outside. Waller went with him. Owens and Paul stared at each other. And we got a Kevin Owens and Grayson Waller one-on-one match to follow. Like I said, I've been saying this for weeks now, well before this tournament was even announced. Logan Paul and Kevin Owens is a logical, safe match. It's a safe route to go forward with heading into the Royal Rumble. It really is. What Kevin Owens does at WrestleMania, I don't know. That's the that's a question for a later day. I, I don't know. Moving him to SmackDown was going to limit his options. Moving him away from Sami Zayn was going to limit his options. I don't know. But Kevin Owens, I think Kevin Owens is another guy to look out for in 2024. When Cody wins the World Heavyweight Championship, he's got Randy Orton as a potential feud. He's got Kevin Owens as a potential feud. AJ Styles as a potential feud. Kevin Owens is definitely going to be in the mix somewhere on Friday nights. When Cody gets over there full-time and when Cody wins the championship, Kevin Owens is going to be one of those top-tier challengers for Cody Rhodes. And I'm looking forward to that. But right now, he's got nothing going on outside this Logan Paul potential match at the Royal Rumble. And he's been feuding with Grayson Waller and Austin Theory, which I don't really care for. I don't. I think Grayson Waller and Austin Theory are better suited as tag team champions. Let them have a run with the tag team titles. I think they have a great tag team makeup. I do. Let's start doing that. Where Kevin Owens fits, I don't know, outside this Logan Paul idea for the Royal Rumble. Kevin Owens and Grayson Waller just went about 11 minutes. Not bad, but again, I don't really care because what is it really leading to? It's not really leading to anything. Logan Paul sat in on commentary to watch this match. Owens had had control. Action spilled to the outside. We then go back into the ring. Waller had the upper hand for a couple of minutes. Waller laid in some elbows, hit a big elbow drop from the second rope for a two count. He then went for a suplex, but Owens countered into a vertical suplex of his own. He went for his signature cannonball. He stopped running when Waller rolled to the outside. Waller slammed Owens onto the commentary table right in front of Logan Paul. But Owens made a comeback, clothesline, frog splash, and that was onto Waller from the apron onto the ringside floor outside. So Owens is firing up. Waller ran Owens into the steel ring post. Theory behind the referee's back stomped on Owens' hand while it was on the ring steps. Waller worked on Owens' hand from that point on. 
We go to commercial break. We come back from break, and Waller is now in control, working on Owens' hand and arm. So Waller went for a rolling DDT. Owens hits a DDT of his own. Owens hit a headbutt, some chops. Owens then landed a cannonball and went to the top and hit a swanton for a very close near fall. Logan said about Owens, he called Owens Otis on a diet. So that's Logan Paul's material. That's a glimpse into Logan Paul's material if they get into a promo battle heading into the Royal Rumble. He's going to use Kevin Owens' body and weight as ammunition for promo material. Just got a glimpse of it right there on commentary. Logan Paul slowed things down, going back. I guess that would play into him being a bully and uh, obnoxious, huh? Logan Paul is on commentary making fun of Owens being fat, and Grayson Waller is working on Owens' hand and arm again. Owens made it to the ropes for a break. Waller went to kick Owens' hand. Owens moved and rolled Waller up for a fluky victory. Imagine being Grayson Waller controlling most of that match only to lose in the manner that he lost. He can't catch a break. Clearly, clearly he doesn't fit into any singles capacity right now on Friday night. Can't go after the United States Championship because it's held right now by a heel in Logan Paul. Maybe at some point in 2024 when LA Knight wins it, maybe Grayson Waller would be ready for an opportunity like that. This is why I said Grayson Waller and Austin Theory right now, their best case scenario is working as a tag team and getting their tag team stock to rise. Losing to Kevin Owens, I don't know why they continue to throw him out there to lose to Kevin Owens. How is that doing anything for him? It's just a waste of Grayson Waller's talent. Just focus on the tag team elements right now. He's got nothing else going on. CM Punk, he will be on next week's SmackDown. Nothing about Monday Night Raw yet. I'm assuming he will be on Raw. But next week's Friday Night SmackDown is tribute to the troops. Normally, WWE does these shows, and they come off as nothing shows. There really really is no storyline progression on these shows. But next week is being billed as tribute to the troops, but it's also a real SmackDown episode. So that's nice to know. And CM Punk will be on next week's show. To do what? To say what? I don't know. Hopefully, it's better than what we got on Monday. Bianca Belair. She went one-on-one with Kyrie Sane. Now, the story of this match was Kyrie was sent out there to wrestle Bianca Belair. And Damage Control told Bailey that her services were not needed here. Do not go to the outside with Kyrie. She's got this match all by herself. So clearly Bailey did not listen. Clearly Bailey did not listen. And as predictable as this was, Bianca Belair beat Kyrie Sane in her first match back on WWE TV in almost three years. Imagine that. Yet I hear, yet I hear every week, oh, Jay White in AEW is buried. He lost to MJF. He's buried. Meanwhile, Kyrie Sane loses a match. For the first time in three years to Bianca Belair, nobody says a fucking word. Why are we putting Kyrie Sane in a match with Bianca Belair when she herself needs a victory? 
I don't get it. Why? Why are we running Bianca versus the Gambit, the gauntlet of damage control? What happened to making damage control look somewhat decent? They lost war games. Why do they continue to need to lose? Tell the story of Bailey and damage control. We don't need Bianca and Charlotte and Shotzi continue to continue their feud. We don't. So the match went 11 minutes. Before the commercial break, Asuka tried to get in the ring and the referee saw her try to interfere. So he ejected all of damage control from ringside. Now, Shotzi and Charlotte did the same thing, and the referee ejected them as well. So, this was a real one-on-one match for the majority of the match. So, we go to commercial break as the referee's kicking all these ladies out from ringside. Kyrie Sane worked a Boston Crab on Bianca, and then Bianca was ran into the ring post. Belair rolled Sane out of a submission attempt here of the Boston Crab. Belair then gets up. She fires back, slammed Kyrie Sane repeatedly on the mat. Belair threw Sane across the ring, punches in the corner, up on top with a turnbuckle. Belair followed with a springboard standing moonsault. She goes for a cover, gets a near fall. Kyrie Sane ran at Bianca, but Belair caught her and dropped her awkwardly for a two count. Sane got up, hit a spinning back fist. Sane went to the top and landed an elbow for a two count. Sane went for another back fist, and Belair cut her off, went for her finish, but Kyrie Sane rolled Belair to the outside. So Belair hit the, I don't know what she was going for, man. It looked like she was going for a glam slam of sorts. So she nailed it, draping Kyrie Sane over the guardrail on the outside. Belair tried to get back in the ring. All of a sudden, Bailey showed up. And cut Bianca Belair off. Bailey was pumped. Sane looked at Bailey, said, What are you doing out here? Bailey said, I got you, I got you. Go up top, hit the elbow drop. So she high fives Bailey. She goes up top. She goes to the insane elbow. And Belair put a stop to that. She gets up. She knocks Kyrie off the top rope. And right off the top rope, she carries her on her shoulders, hits the KOD, one, two, three, and Kyrie Sane loses. Kyrie Sane loses her first match back in WWE in three years. Great. What a great way to make damage control look great, huh? I am so over this fucking feud. And I'm sure you guys are as well. The best part of the night, the closing segment with Randy Orton. What is he going to choose? Is he going to choose Raw or is he going to choose SmackDown? This was clearly an easy option here for Randy Orton. Adam Pearce and Nick Aldis are in the ring. Orton made his entrance. Adam Pearce gets on the microphone and says, it's electric and Orton belongs on Raw. Orton's reactions back have been great. Everybody loves Randy. Aldis interrupted and said, there's something that he can only give him if he joins SmackDown. Pierce said if Orton signs with Raw, he will automatically get a world title match against either Seth Rollins or Jey Uso. Ah. Nah, that's, that's peanuts. Nobody wants to see that. Aldis said if Orton signs with SmackDown, 
he can give him the guys that took him out for 18 months. Now, that's a more attractive option. Paul Heyman shows up. Heyman appeared on the stage and interrupted. He introduced himself. Heyman looked at Orton and commented about him being back. Heyman said Orton was on the shelf for 18 months thanks to Roman Reigns and the bloodline. Heyman said Orton is looking for revenge. He knows that. He said there won't be any, though, and there won't be any RKOs this evening, and there won't be any decisions made by Orton. Heyman said the bloodline is going to end up making the decision for Randy Orton. So out comes Solo Sokoa with Jimmy Uso. They make their way to the ring. Adam Pearce and Nick Aldis get the hell out of there. Orton went after Jimmy and Solo. Jimmy took Orton down, and it was a two-on-one attack. Out comes L.A. Knight. Yeah! L.A. Knight ran out. He went after the bloodline. Solo charged, and Knight sent him to the outside. Sokoa pulled Knight to the outside, and they brawled up the ramp. They disappeared. Jimmy and Orton were alone in the ring. Orton grabbed Jimmy, set him up, and delivered his draping DDT. RKO then follows. Orton looked at Heyman, crowd chanting for Randy. He walked over to Pierce and Aldis and asked for both contracts. Jimmy's still laying in the ring after the RKO. Heyman yelled at Orton, Go to Raw! Go to Raw! You'll be a lot safer over there! Orton looked at both contracts and tossed the Monday Night Raw contract out of the ring. He made his decision. He opens up the SmackDown binder, takes a pen, licks the pen, signs the contract. He is now officially a member of the SmackDown roster on Friday night and threw the folder down on top of Jimmy, who was still laying in the ring. Randy Orton pulled the microphone out of his pocket, looked at Paul Heyman and said, Call Roman Reigns. And tell him, Daddy's back. Nick Aldis pointed at Orton in the ring. He raised Orton's hand. Orton turned and then hit Aldis with an RKO. Don't know why, but Heyman at this point raised his phone. Call Roman Reigns as the segment came to a close. I thought this was easily the best segment of the entire night. Easily. Randy Orton's on SmackDown. You know, Pearson Aldis continue to build this back and forth between Raw and SmackDown. You know, you see where Triple H wants to really set the brands apart and really kind of dive into having separate brands for Raw and SmackDown. I like the fact that he's trying to do that because for years we've gotten a draft and brand splits and separate rosters and nothing really made it matter. Nothing. So I appreciate the effort in trying to make it matter. I like it. I mean, even though it may be silly that Adam Pearce shows up on SmackDown and then Nick Aldis shows up on Raw, it's like, uh, all right, I, I get it. You know, but I like the fact that they're trying to make it important. Now, we all knew Randy was going to show up on Raw after Survivor Series because, I mean, it's his first time back. It's fine. It was a big show. Randy Orton, CM Punk, WWE wanted to pop a big show even though the show sucked. The ratings... Proved to be a success on Monday night. But we all knew exactly where Randy was going, what storyline he was going to do, and we all asked, how is WWE going to get Randy over to SmackDown to feud Roman Reigns? Because that's the only logical direction for him right now as they put him out for 18 months. Boom. They gave you the answer. They gave you the top answer that you were looking for. He's a free agent. He signed with SmackDown. 
There were offers made. Hey, I'll give you this. Hey, I'll give you this. Raw had a, a championship match against Jay Uso and, and Seth Rollins. Meanwhile, Nick Aldis had, listen, I'll give you Roman and the bloodline. What the fuck else do you want? He chose wisely. Orton going to SmackDown makes sense as well because you can't have Orton and you can't have CM Punk and you can't have Cody Rhodes on Monday Night Raw all on the same brand. I mean, that's a little overkill. SmackDown is paint-by-numbers shit weekly. We need something to inject some life into the show. Moving Randy Orton over to SmackDown while CM CM Punk operates on Monday Night Raw is probably the best way to go about this. The LA Knight factor here is a big, big proponent. Now, LA Knight... He wrestled Roman Reigns. He rubbed shoulders with John Cena. He's rubbing shoulders with Randy Orton. I mean, if you tell me what WWE does for LA Knight is not top-tier shit, you don't know a fucking goddamn thing. They put him in the ring with John Cena. They put him in the ring with Roman Reigns. They put him in the ring with Randy Orton. He's going to be rubbing shoulders with Randy Orton as he continues to, to battle the bloodline. LA Knight is a star. And WWE is backing that up. It's a great sign for LA Knight. Continues to elevate LA Knight. Does SmackDown, does Triple H. Great. I don't know where he's going to fit into this bloodline story. We could absolutely get LA Knight and Roman Reigns again at some point. I don't really care to see it. We could see a multi-man match of sorts. L.A. Knight, Randy Orton, A.J. Styles, and Roman Reigns. Keep an eye out. These are going to be the top four guys on SmackDown before we get anything Cody and Roman related. I don't know how we're going to mix these men. I don't know how we're going to get these men involved, where these matches are going to take place. I don't know. But the fact that L.A. Knight is not in the United States Championship Tournament and the fact that he's not vying for the United States title yet is a good sign for him as to what WWE thinks about him. Keeping him hot, keeping him in the eyes of the public, putting him in the ring with the top talent that they got on the brand. Good for him. Don't know when this match is going to happen, Orton and Roman Reigns. I don't. But I do feel that WWE needs to pull the trigger on it, and I hope that a lot of time... We have a lot of time in between. I hope WWE, with the time that we have now between the Royal Rumble and and where we sit, is not going to kill this feud off and make it less interesting. That's the only thing that I am worried about. When, where, and how do we get there? We have a long time. There's no pay-per-view in December. The next show we got is the Royal Rumble. We will see what WWE does with that, but... It's certainly building to Roman Reigns coming back. Now that Randy Orton is full-time on SmackDown, it's certainly building to Roman Reigns coming back on SmackDown. And that first face-to-face with Randy and Roman should be something fucking epic. It really should. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you guys very much for all of your support today. You guys are awesome. We had 1,500 in here for Saturday afternoon talking SmackDown. Love it, love it, love it. Tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at The Ridge. I want you guys to go visit ridge.com slash scripts. You guys can get up to 30% off this holiday season by shopping Ridge using our unique link. Here's a word from my sponsor tonight. 
the ridge guys i am gonna be real with you the holiday season is coming up it's gonna be here before you know it and i know how stressful it is to shop for that special someone in your life during the christmas season i'm gonna do you a favor i'm gonna get you guys ready for the holiday season because today the podcast is sponsored by my great friends over at the ridge you guys can shop this holiday season by going to ridge.com scripts and get up to 30% off through December 20th. And today we're going to highlight the Hyper Lime Wallet and Key Case. And you guys see how beautiful the Hyper Lime set is. Now I've given the Ridge for Christmas before and it's gone over so well, man. Everybody always compliments my wallet. You guys know how much I love the Ridge. I got one for every season of the entire year. You guys can go to the website and check out the Hyper Lime Wallet and Key Case. If not, you guys can go check out 30 plus colors and styles, including leather, if you like to go a more traditional route. They also got AirTag attachments available on every relevant product, so you'll never lose your essentials ever again. Now, I've talked about this one before, guys, and one of my favorite features of the Ridge Wallet, it actually expands and holds up to 12 cards, plus room for cash while remaining as slim as possible no more bulky wallets it's also designed with rfid blocking materials that helps protect you from digital pickpockers ridge key case securely holds one to six keys and prevents your keys from jingling and you guys can get 30 percent off your order when buying the ridge wallet and key case together which i feel are two daily essentials for one great deal there's over 80,000 five-star reviews, over 3 million customers, and a 99-day risk-free trial that lets you give the perfect present worry-free. You can send it back and get a full refund if they don't love it. Lifetime warranty also included. That ensures your gift isn't just for now. It's for life. So when Santa Claus asks what you want for Christmas, I hope it's the gift of the Ridge. Ridge.com slash script. Save up to 30% off now through December 20th. And if you're going to use my link, you guys can enter your email and phone number to have a chance to win a Ridge bundle up to $4,000. No purchase necessary. I want to thank Ridge for sponsoring today's episode right here on Off The Script. Thank you guys for supporting the Ridge, as always, man, go get yourself a Ridge wallet. The best wallet I've ever owned, man. I got my, I, I got like, I got so many fucking Ridge wallets, man. I, I have so many all over the house. I legitimately got one for every month in the year. That's how much I love the Ridge. Unbelievable wallet, unbelievable product. Go get yours today. Up to 30% off. Take advantage of that this holiday season. Follow me on social media at JD. From NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go and check out all the other content on the channel. And please hit that thumbs up. We got 650 likes right now. I'd love if we can get as close to 1,000 as possible. Who are we starting off with here, man? Mendelfs Isma with the $3 Super Chat. Starting to think... KP has some dirt on management. What do you mean by that? Kevin Patrick? Kevin Patrick sucks. 
I can't stand his voice. He's got a terrible commentator's voice. Cameron Battle with a 499 and a 199. Hey, JD, so Drew McIntyre is being promoted for Bash in Berlin in August, but his contract is up in April. I don't know what is going on. The ads get sent out way early. Things can obviously change. WWE can always change the advertisements. It's not anything serious to look into. Also, how was Swerve and Mike Bailey? I thought it was a great match last night. Awesome stuff. Great environment. Absolutely electric environment. Sean Ray J with 16 months. 16 months with the best in the IWC. SmackDown was eh last night, but this is expected with no PLE till the end of January. Going to be a lot of dull episodes. We're going to have at least an entire month of dull episodes. As soon as we start hitting that Royal Rumble build first week of January, things are going to start to pick up. Hopefully. Angel Alaga with 19 months. Only six months for the Golden Mike. JD, do you think Randy should put over Solo at WrestleMania? That would elevate Solo to even be a bigger star. I mean, that's a possibility for a WrestleMania match, but I mean... If he wrestles Randy and loses, if he wrestles uh, Roman, rather, Randy wrestles Roman, why are we just going to put him in a match against Solo Sokoa at WrestleMania? I mean, it probably makes sense because there'll be nothing else for him to do, but it's kind of dull, no? I think Randy Orton deserves something better than that for 18 months being out. Funny Rob Bebe with a six months. LFG, hashtag OTS for life. I'm a fan on CM Punk, not PG Punk. Also, Dookie Dom, shout my bros, Otis and Jeremy. Thomas Malloy with 15 months. Cheers to 15 months and many more to come. Keep up the great work, JD. Hope all is well. Thank you, Thomas. Tribal Chief, four months. JD, been gone for a while, but I'm back. Had successful surgery. Now you're stuck with me. OTS for life, pal. Watching you help me. So thank you, bro. You're the best. I'm happy to hear that, brother. Happy to hear that very much so. On that road to recovery. Great, great job, man. Kratos with 39 months. Oh, my goodness. 39 months deep, and I'll be here for the 1 million subscriber milestone. It's going to... It's going to be a while before we get there, brother. Keep doing you, JD. I'll take an old-fashioned on the rocks. The only way they're made, brother. The only way they're made. Hashtag OTS for life. Tay-Tay, the savior with a 499. JD, do you see Roman Reigns versus Rand doing happening at the Royal Rumble? I do, but I would not prefer it. We could see Reigns Styles or Reigns... L.A. Knight. We don't know yet. Couple of options there. Ricardo Linnell with 40 months. Oh, my goodness. 40 months as a channel member and much longer as a subscriber. OTS has and continues to be the best podcast in the IWC. JD, the tribal chief of the IWC. Thank you so much, Ricardo. Always appreciate your support, brother. Tay-Tay with a 499. Who from NXT do you think should get the spot in the U.S. title number one contenders tournament? Carmelo Hayes. 
Bevlar with a 199. I think the man behind the devil mask is Psyduck. Psyai. Son Jeremy with a 999. Saturday afternoon, JD. Saturday afternoon back to you, son Jeremy. Corey or Corey. New membership. Thank you, Corey. The fuck are you drinking tonight, brother? Alex with a 15. Why is Kevin Patrick still on my TV screen? Alex, I ask that question every Friday night. Legitimately every Friday night. Sean Ray J with a $5 super I thought War Games was supposed to be a payoff for feuds. Why is Bianca still feuding with damage control after two years? Where's the rest of their division? I have no fucking clue, man. Now I'm tired of asking these questions. I'm tired of asking these questions, man. Elfwen with a 5,000 in Chilean pesos, which is 580 US. Hi, JD. House of Glory was fire yesterday. Mason versus Carlos La Sombra was fire. I imagine how it was live there. Great commentary with you and Solomon. So wish you the best with Jesse and Drew. Thank you, brother. Solomon wasn't actually on commentary for that match because he is the commissioner and needed to see that the match went according to his plan. Ali with 16 months. JD, I definitely can see you book a better WrestleMania 40 and being... Part of the OTS family for 16 months is an honor because you have always told the truth. Thank you, Ali. I take great pride in what I do here, man. I only want to make sense of everything I'm watching. I only want a better product for both WWE and AEW. Johnny Cloud with 27 months. 27 months later, and we're just getting started. OTS for life. Thank you, Johnny Cloud. I appreciate you, brother. Michelle with a $2 super chat. If we get KO, Logan, Paul at Royal Rumble, what does KO do at WrestleMania? No clue. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Zumba Cliff, thank you again, brother, for the $100 super chat. Delightful entertainment with a 499. Corporate Punk is really here. Can't believe he's going to be at tribute to the troops. Laughing my ass off. Maybe he will play Santa Claus for their Christmas show. Maybe. Santa Punk. Black Wolf Inc. with a $10 super chat. I wish WWE say Punk's promo for SmackDown and gave Orton all of Raw, but I understand that it was rushed due to Orton's storyline. I was at SmackDown Live yesterday. Had a blast and can't wait for MSG Live. I'm glad you had a, a good time, brother, but the show came off absolutely dull as dishwater. Live on TV. NCO7, 13 months. Thank you for your membership, brother. Appreciate it. Black Wolf also with a $5 super chat. I'm hoping that Orton gets reigns at the Royal Rumble, Styles at the Elimination Chamber, and then at Rhodes finish his story. Punk Rounds. Main event, night one of WrestleMania. Could be. I know a lot of people talking about this punk Steve Austin rumor. I don't know.
Young Money Production in the chat. Not answering your question, you're a fucking sicko. Get out. Ridiculous. Some of you guys are just plain ridiculous. Anthony. Tewksbury. 1999. Wish they wouldn't have used Braun Breaker in the U.S. tournament. Big woman's match at WrestleMania will be Becky versus Charlotte or Jade versus one of the two. Becky versus Charlotte or Jade versus one of the two. Braun Breaker's in the U.S. tournament. Is that what they announced? Braun Breaker's in the U.S. tournament? I hope not. Kevin Stallman with a $5 Super Chat. Hard for me to believe that Triple H is behind the illogical booking when most of Vince McMahon's cronies are still in the WWE. They got to abide by the rules, man. Nick Khan and Ari Emanuel want Triple H in charge, so I believe Triple H is in charge. Hero with the $2 Super Chat. Did you talk to Swerve? Uh, I did not have the opportunity to talk to Swerve. I wanted to get at least a minute of his time, but uh, I was not afforded that opportunity last night. Uh, he did actually walk over to commentary because Solomonster did uh, a little preview of the show last night, and he did walk to the commentary booth, and he... He shook my hand, and the words that came out of his mouth when he introduced himself, he looked at me, and the first thing that he said was, you son of a bitch, and he shook my hand. That's all I could say. Listen, man, we love Swerve. Don't know what I did. Don't know why he had a problem with me. I don't. I wanted to get some answers last night. I was not afforded that opportunity. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I will get an opportunity somewhere in the future. Paul David with 23 months. Final score, Texas 49, Oklahoma State 21. I don't care. Uh, Anthony Tewksbury with a 499. Best match we can make is Roman versus Punk versus Brock at SummerSlam 2024. No. No, Roman versus Punk may actually, act, may actually happen at SummerSlam. Raging Girl Gaming with 38 months. We love Rage. Rage, I hope you're well. Hey, J.D., hope you're doing okay. I lost my job, as you know, but it's okay. I'm going to work on me and stay positive. I'll be more available to mod. My main concern is that you're okay, Rage. We are always here for you. Black Wolf Inc. says that means he fucks with you. I don't know, man. I at least want. I, I at least wanted to offer an apology if I did anything to him. You know, that's what I what I wanted to do, but I wasn't afforded that opportunity last night. Maybe sometime in the future. Uh, Riddick's Classic Arcade. 37 months. People are saying Punk vs. Reigns, which has history to work from, especially with Heyman. Not for many of those. Save it for SummerSlam. Absolutely. Summer of Punk 24. Absolutely. Black Wolf Inc. With a final see, which I have this feeling that the devil may be Pac or Sean Spears. They've been gone for a while. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
Hampson, 210 with a $10 super chat. You always keep me entertained since I've been saying or staying tuned since 2017. How would you feel about the dream match of the Acclaim versus the New Day? Also, can I get a Raquel? <laughs> Rodriguez Gonzalez. Uh, is the Acclaim versus the New Day a dream match? I don't think so. And Sean Ray J with a $10 super chat. This will be the last one for the night. WWE just released on X that KO sustained an injury, fracturing his fourth and fifth metacarpal. They are really trying to keep Punk and Owens away from each other. Is that what they just said? So what are they doing for the tournament now if KO is not involved? Everything I said now is a complete waste of time. Anyway, guys, I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here, man. Will there be a collision post-show? Will there be a collision post-show tonight? The answer is yes. Jesse and I will be live tonight for AEW Collision, and we got week two of the AEW Continental Classic. So make sure you guys join us after AEW Collision. We'll have a fun time tonight. I may even make a beverage. Anyway, guys, thank you so very much for a great stream on this Saturday afternoon. I know it's not the norm, but thank you for showing up tonight. Appreciate you guys very much. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And make sure you go check out all the content on the channel. Plenty of it. Rich. Tonight's sponsor, rich.com slash grip. Go get yourself a fucking wallet and get your Christmas lists done early. I'll see you tonight with Jesse live after AW Collision right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later. Oh, my God.